Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, <laughs> Clark put pressure on me to tell a joke and I'm drawing a blank. He's like, hey Bobby, you open up and you tell a funny joke. And then I hit play. And, and, <laughs> and I don't have, I mean my favorite joke, you know my favorite joke. What but I the, could share it with you. <laughs> what did the what did the green grape say to the purple grape? I think I've shared this on the podcast before. But if not, you're in a treat. This is my favorite joke, all time favorite joke. And uh, it's a good one. Yeah. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? I don't know. What did he say? <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> See, you're laughing. Ah, you're funny to you, too. Right. Well, that's how you, you put that pressure on me. This is what you get. I've told you I've mastered the fake laugh for you our guys, children and their jokes. We're at our table again, you guys. Right so. now, we're, our kids have discovered the beauty of knock-knock jokes, but they don't understand like the yeah. concept. Knock-knock. Who's there? <laughs> Tiger. Mm-hmm. Tiger who? Tiger gonna eat you. Ah! <laughs> That's actually a good one. <laughs> uh, so here we go. The art of fake laughing and joke telling. I mean, Trying to boost the confidence of our children. Sometimes they do have a, a good one, especially Kirby. You guys. Well, it's Friday. It's a happy joke day. There mm-hmm. you go. We're in Acts chapter 4. Uh, a, a lot going on. Again, <laughs> we can um, count on that in every chapter of Acts. But yeah, we'll just kind of walk through what stuck out to us, um, and then I'm sure our kids will make an appearance at some point too, and they'll let you know what's mm-hmm. sticking out to them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate the first couple of verses because it sets the context for what's happening, yeah, what and also happening? the tension probably in, in the scene where mm-hmm. they're preaching, people yeah, are co- committing their lives to Jesus, and the old Pharisees, Sanhedrin, Sadducees, the whole crew is angry about mm-hmm. it. And verse three, they seized Peter and John. Because it was evening, and they put them in jail until the next day. Mm-hmm. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. Again, just the men, kind of like the feeding of the 5,000. But yeah. there's more people present. There's homes, there's wives, there's women, there's children. Mm-hmm. And so the the picture here for us to kind of imagine in our, our mind's eye is thousands of people are repenting of their sin, yeah. And committing their lives to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so this is changing the, the towns, the cities, the right. way people are treating and acting one another. And it's also affecting the, the old way of doing things, the old temple worship. Mm-hmm. And so they're seized because they have a fruitful ministry, essentially is what's come down to. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So they're in jail, and then they are questioned, you know, in verse 7. Um, they brought in the two disciples and they demanded by what power or in whose name have you done this? So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Clark, but they're talking about the healing that happened in chapter three. Yeah. The, the healing of the beggar. The beggar. Um, and so, you know, it's spreading and they're seeing the evidence though right in front of their eyes. Like, hey, this guy was healed. Like, how did you guys do that? And I feel kind of bad because <laughs> for these guys, because it's like. Sorry if the volume just changed. We had a microphone adjustment. Oh, yeah. You're good. Keep going. <laughs> and, um, anyway, so th- these guys are constantly just getting like totally juked by Jesus. And now Jesus is gone. And now these guys are <laughs> messing with them. Anyway, so the, the rulers, this is verse eight, 
Um, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers and elders of our people. And so that's who you're dealing with. Like Clark said, the, the, um, Sadducees and these, (laughs) these poor guys, um, are we being questioned today because of, because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Verse 10, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Mm. And so you were talking about Clark, how, they just continue, even though they're kind of coming under fire here, the disciples, to mention and speak the name of Jesus in in bravery, in boldness here. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine coming, you know, to this kind of setting where it's like these people literally, you know, they can dictate what happens to your life. Look what just happened, you know, to Jesus and really what is going to happen anyway. And they continue to point to Jesus, to the truth, to what has happened. And I think the key line there is verse eight, though, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, (laughs) because that's one of those things that that sticks out to me most in this chapter, because that's one of those things. It's like, you're not doing this in your own power. I'm sorry. No, not the healing. I'm talking about just speaking in boldness. Mm. So um, even if you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a loved one, there's like, you know, anxiousness, there's nervousness, there's what's like questions. How's this going to go? What's going to happen? These people don't love, you know, Peter and John. These people are coming against them. They're questioning them saying like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like we can, we can stick you in jail for the rest of your life. We could end your life right now. And they're so convicted by the truth. And they're so filled with the Holy Spirit that they just continue to speak the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. What, Clark? I no. feel like you need to jump in. Why do you feel that way? Because I'm running out of stuff to say oh. <laughs> for this part, unless you want to move on. Do you want to continue moving no, on? No, I was just going to say I'm, I'm appreciative that they say like the name of Jesus and that we're instructed to do the name of Jesus because today you can say, like, mm. God bless you, do that. We do it all the time. It's yeah. a great way to truly bless people. But there's a lot of people that believe in a quote-unquote God. And sure. believe in a higher power or the energy, the ultimate energy, whatever. But it's when you say the name Jesus again, there's so much clarity. They're going, yeah. oh, okay, you're a Christian. Or, you know, you believe in Jesus Christ. And that just provides a lot of clarity as to yeah. the name in which we're living our life, the, the name by which we're preaching and praying, the name by which we're trying to love other people. Huh. Uh, it's not like some vague definition of a lowercase g God. It's Jesus Christ. Right, this is like who it the is. Nazarene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate that they just always talk about Jesus. And I'm I'm encouraged to do the same myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, and you're laughing at me here, but probably one of my favorite <laughs> verses in all of the Bible comes in Acts chapter 4, verse 13 and it is 14. funny. It is funny. It is funny because this is what it says. Let me read it. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. I think this is the New Living Translation. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They, they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Boom goes the dynamite. What more could you ask for? That's funny to me. That that's your, because Clark, I'm like, no, this is my favorite verse from the chapter. And Clark's like, no, this is my favorite verse. And I'm like, what? 
that doesn't apply it, to you because well, you have had special training in the scriptures. So you are disqualified. No, I am an ordinary man. And just With like we tell our children, special training, we can all be sky or we can all be chased from Paw Patrol. It can be your favorite oh, verse. Yeah, and it can yeah. be my favorite verse. We'll share it. Okay, well, it's my honey? favorite verse, but it actually applies to my life because okay. I don't have any special training. You do have special training. You've been to seminary. Oh, you have goodness. a master's seminary of divinity. It's overrated. Okay. It's overrated. <laughs> Anyway, I'm grateful for my opportunity to go to seminary. I don't take it for granted. We're all grateful for your opportunity. But I'm saying it can be done differently, and I still consider myself an ordinary man. Oh, oh good. Believe it or not, people, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, I am ordinary. Yeah. Um, and and I like okay, that. Go. I like that their like qualifying mark for these guys is they had just simply been with Jesus. Yeah. Like you're normal men, normal women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just spent time with them because that can be said of us. And that's my prayer for us as we interact with the world, that Mm -hmm. as we preach and as we pray and as we love on people and as we speak the name of Jesus, eventually they're going to go, wow, like that marriage or that friendship Mm -hmm. or that man or woman, they're normal just like me. They they had to go to the doctor. They have to turn their taxes in. They're flat tired, just made a Mm -hmm. huge wrench in their day. But yet they love Jesus. They're ordinary. And there's something different about them. And that difference is we spend time with Christ. Christ mm-hmm. is in us, like we just talked about Pentecost, mm-hmm. and the Spirit's working in and through us to bless the world. Mm-hmm. Ordinary people who spent time with Jesus. Again, boom goes dynamite. Cash that check at the <laughs> bank. That's all you need. I, well, I, I, again, I just love it too, because as you read through the next, like, 14, 15, down through 21, is they're realizing, and by they, I mean the rulers and the elders, are realizing they can't do anything. Like, they, they mm-hmm. see the evidence Verse right in front of them. Yes. The, the guy who had been healed standing there with them. Yes. And they're understanding that, oh my goodness, that this, because, okay, let's just clarify. Rulers and elders of the people, they have been trained in the scriptures. You know, the Sadducees, they have been trained. They, they know the scriptures. They know what's going on. And so for them to recognize this, that, okay, we have this healing right here, but these guys, like, they haven't, you know, had all the training that we've had. So then all the evidence points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're saying is true. <laughs> and so then the council, this is verse 21, the council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. <laughs> And so I just think, again, like, what a pickle that the disciples have gotten into here. And they just continue to cling to truth. <laughs> and put other people in a pickle. And yes. Then they, they put the rulers in a pickle. Yeah. And then totally God works it out, like, for their good. <laughs> and so what happens in the rest of the chapter then is kind of this prayer for boldness. Um, that's like one of those subtitles you might have in your chapters, too, that um, let's do let's keep doing what we're doing. Like the, they talk about like wanting to stop the propaganda and they want to stop them from, you know, doing what they're doing, which is just living simply at the end. That's kind of how, again, it's just struck out to me that this community is just living in a way where they're sharing all their possessions with the needy, where I think this is verse 34. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give those in need. Hmm. That's a marked people, you know, they're united in mind and heart. Um, and really the only commonality that they probably had though was Jesus. Yeah. So I'm praying conviction for us. Yeah. Kind of as Bobby wraps us up here, I go back to verse 20. They're threatened. They were told, don't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And they said, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. 
Hmm. And then when you go through 28, 29, 30, 31, talking about they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider the threats of these people. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Hmm. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, that place they were meeting was shaken. They are all filled with the Spirit, and they spoke mm. the word of God boldly. Ordinary people spending time with Jesus, speaking the word of God boldly, praying for signs and wonders to accompany the word. Like Bobby said on Wednesday, this balance of word and spirit. Mm. That's my prayer for us. Let's live like nobody else um, and give glory to the Lord and just take some risks today in the name of Jesus. Reaching out to pray and invite and, and bless. I'm excited. This chapter's I'm got me excited. I'm more excited. We made it, you guys. Yeah. We didn't have any special Corver visitors. I know. You guys, are, you're, probably, you're probably frustrated by that. When we talk to people about the podcast, they say this is one of the, the most favorite moments is when we get bombarded by all the, the children. The Sorry. circus comes rolling into town. I know. It was peaceful. It was. All right. Hey, God bless you all. Just a few reminders. I forgot to say this last week or last Wednesday. Um, no, you're always invited to the prayer, healing, and worship service. On Wednesday nights, we have about an hour long of just continual worship. We have praying in color that has filled up a number of tables for children and adults where you can come and just draw and paint and color uh, scriptures or pictures or words, whatever kind of comes to your mind and your heart in the service. We have prayer ministers available to pray, and we have deliverance prayer afterwards if you feel someone's uh, demonized or needs deliverance in that way. And uh, this Sunday, we're also going to be preaching on... Uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive, and I'll be talking about our finances and excited about it. Yeah, we so just you're, you're, about that. you're invited. Invited. All right, Come. God bless you all. We'll see you soon, and uh, catch up with you Sunday, if not Sunday, then Monday. Bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. He'll make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.